Yo, it's your boy Shagoth coming at you live from Midland uh, at the Flying Saucer, riding my chocolate bows. I hate everything about this. I, I don't, I, yeah, no. <laughs> and my boy Slim Cloud Stretch with his big I like, I like how you got the cloud part, though. <laughs> I got it. Well, otherwise, if I say Slim Stretch, you know what the fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> No, no, no. Dalsim. You could have said Claude. Dalsim. Yeah, Claude. <laughs> Fucking Jean-Claude. <laughs> Big sword. Bam. Fucking Claude Van Strife. I hate this. <laughs> it's awful. Shaggoth brings the worst out of me. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 60 of the Taste Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, we react to things, we do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. And a quick reminder, you can play Mad Max and uh, Trackmania, uh, Trackmania Turbo, both offer free on PlayStation Plus, and come back at the end of this month for Plus Club, where we talk about our opinions of those games. Let us know yours. And our game of the month is Persona 5. Uh, you can play that, or you can watch the anime on Crunchyroll, and you can come back at the end of this month and uh, hang out for Game of the Month. Not talk sponsored. About the game that'd be cool if we were though uh talk about it with us and we'll let you know what we thought of those games as well we'll even grade them so you know how much we loved it or fucking hated them uh because uh, i have hated a couple games before it's very rare it happens um and yeah we have discord make sure to go down in the description box click that and uh come talk to us whenever the fuck you want uh we're on there all the time and uh yeah so with every taste cast, we typically talk about what we've been playing. So uh, let's do that. Uh, my list is really fucking small. Mine too. I've been playing Nino Cooney too. Uh, I mean, have you been playing it or been just having it turned on? Well, I've I've been playing it because I <laughs> typically I'll have it on if I'm doing something else. Okay. So that's when it's passively going, and I'm like I'm I got like fucking right. I think I, right now I have like. Eight million dollars, nine million dollars, or whatever, and I spend that real quick, and then I get right back real fast. Um, but then I've actually been playing because I need people in my kingdom to get to the last level of it, the fourth level of the kingdom. If you can go beyond that, fucking let me know in the comments. But I have no idea. Um, need like hundred people, I only have like seventy nine. So I'm trying to get more people so I can get that last fucking chunk. But otherwise, my kingdom's pretty much built. Uh, I got people. I got at least one person in each building. Got most of my upgrades. Oh, there's a lot of stuff to the game. Reach getting close to 100 hours. So, um, yeah, I've been playing that quite a bit. It's pretty much all I've been playing. I've played a little bit of Trackmania Turbo, a little bit of Mad Max. Not a whole lot of Mad Max. Uh, Persona 5. Uh, I really, really just need to touch it. Like I, I just, you know, I'm gonna turn it on and press start at the title screen and be like, well, I played it. I'm going to grade it now like a piece of shit. That's not going to happen. Um, played Call of Duty World War II. I'm ready to trade that in. Um, <laughs> I don't trade games in. Uh, I mean, I have fucking Battleborn to prove that. Yeah, mine's still on shelf too, and at this point, you probably get like five cents for it. So. That's why I haven't traded it in. Like when I saw how bad it did, like a week later, I'm like, oh no, I can't even get money for this anymore. <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna make it work. I'm like, I can't get money for the game I just bought from you. Well, fucking, you're not making anything work. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, though, um, really need to beat it. I'm on the ninth chapter, which is the last chapter for anybody who doesn't know, or if that's a spoiler, I apologize. I mean, it's not that big a deal. No info there. Um, but I really want to beat it because uh, God of War is out. So uh, if you guys are playing that, don't fucking spoil the final boss on YouTube, you dickhead. Um, and yeah. <laughs> what have you guys been playing? Uh, I've been playing the game of trying to get some sleep because I have a noisy uh, new neighbor. He's got a buddy. <laughs> a buddy doesn't like shinies. Yeah. Um. So uh, the only game I really have uh, dabbled in. Hold on. In it. Let them know about the. Uh, it, there's a fucking woodpecker outside my bedroom window every morning. So have getting... you named him? Fuck no. Doesn't deserve a name. His name's Dickhead. He uploads videos of the last boss of God of War on YouTube right when the game releases. If you want to see what kind it is, uh, it is called a red-breasted sapsucker. You can Google that and see what they look like. Chevy just doxed this. My own brother. How is that doxing? They're going to fucking Wikipedia it. How many times have we said we live in Washington? And we straight up said where we are a lot of times in earlier episodes. You could go back and watch those if you're a psychopath. Um, I'm just insulting everybody. No one's safe. Um... Yeah, they're going to look up the, the tree sapper thing and be like, aha, they're, they're on this they're, street. They're in the northwest. It's the only place these fuckers live. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. If I you have, come here to get us, get him first. Yeah, get get the, the woodpecker. Look for the fucking tinfoil. Even though they're a protected species and you're not allowed to do anything. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll beat his ass. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Protect fucking my right to defend myself from woodpeckers. Um so I took a risk and actually stayed up the other night, though, to play the the new event for Monster Hunter and the fight the Golden Queen Jagras. Full transparency, um, <laughs> I would have played this as well, but I was editing, so I will do that soon. Yeah. And I want to stream it this weekend. Sometime between God of War and whatever, whatever the hell I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going to have a really hard time uh, because I still haven't even... I bought Nino Kuni, and I haven't played it. I bought... I'm going to buy... Actually, as of you guys seeing this, I own God of War. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it because I need to get the, the plus games played. I need to want to play more of the game of the month. And this uh, Monster Hunter event is limited time. So, Oh, shit. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Until May 3rd. That's fucked. Yeah. So got to get that grind. Get them sweet, random Diablo-esque loot. That's a dick move. It is a dick move. I'm going to try and stream beat fucking God of War this weekend, though. I'm going to try and stream the whole fucking thing. Jesus. You're stream Monster Hunter and God of War? Yeah, I got I got two PS4s. Time. I got two PS4s. I better buy more coffee. <laughs> I don't need more coffee. I've been having fucking heart palpitations and all sorts of weird shit. Uh yeah. Anyways, uh the the boss whose name I can't remember, so Queen Jagras is all I'm gonna call it. It's kind of pretty positive, same skeleton. But uh really cool. I, I really like how it has multiple phases. I really like the way the the way they handled the the multiplayer uh, for it not being true sixteen player. It still is a neat system, I think. Kolthroth. Yeah, Queen Jagras. <laughs> I said that. I just remembered. It. <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening. Um, and also, you don't need to have the sixteen people. It just helps you get through it faster. Uh, we three manned it, so. Yeah, there's people, or the video we watched said you could do it by yourself. So. People, people are soloing it. I see. Yeah. I've seen people on Twitter mm-hmm. with their. Uh, Screenshots and whatnot. Mm. It's a cool event. I hope they do more stuff like this, though I would prefer some permanent monsters. This is still neat. Um, I know, uh, I think someone in the Discord actually said they'd like to see them 
bring more uh, interesting monsters to the game as well, uh, just because they had a lot in previous uh, iterations of Monster Hunter and uh, was it Psycho Scream? Psycho Scream said some stuff in the Discord. He does that sometimes. Hi, Psycho. Um, but somebody else in the video said that as well. It might have been the video. So it might have been the video. I don't want to take credit from anybody, though. Whoever said it. Uh, yeah, he said yeah. it. But anyways, keep, keep. I, I agree with that. Uh, though I do think they're handling the update process of this game really well. Uh, even every once in a while, you know, you just get something like a Wiggler head or the, the Kulu head or the, the, the what is it? Uh, was it Sunglasses? Yeah, there's sunglasses. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's neat. There's always content coming out for the game. Oh, they said they wanted to see more um, variety in weapons. That's what they said. Yes. Not yeah. monsters. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. these are just reskinned um, existing weapons mm-hmm. with random stats. And it, they're still cool. I, I really like the way they, they managed to do the gold um, overlay on a lot of them. Um, even though most of the long swords, it's just the sheath, which is a bummer. But <laughs> oh, it's kind of lame. Yeah. Well, the glaive look cool. They get more gold depending on the rarity of the weapons. The more rare the weapon is, the more gold the weapon is. Oh, well, I only got one. Uh... Yes, that's <laughs> me. If you join the Discord, you get you get to see gifts like this. <clears throat> every time I go on the Monster Hunter part of the Discord, fucking, I just see that face every single time. I'm like, oh god. Just gotta bury it in comments. Poor innocent Elijah. But yeah, I mean that's all I've, I've played. Um, I'm going to try to do better before the next tasty cast because this is two in a row where I've only played a monster. Hunter. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? This month's fucked up. It's not even like games are just being constantly released. I'm just like busy with Cooney. Busy with Monster Hunter. Spring event and now this. Yeah. You're killing me. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What have you been playing? Uh I have been playing a lot of Warframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no changes there and things. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter for the last two days because of the event. Um, I have three pages of gold weapons now. Jesus. Damn. <laughs> um, and some of them are really, really good, and some of them are not so good. I think it was Arcs that had of no was somebody somebody had a thing on Twitter saying that like. The new weapons were like really fucking good, and the stats were crazy. If you're so, lucky, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I saw they were like making a big deal about somebody it. on 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 Twitter, and I can't remember what the weapon was, but it had uh, I think it was like 750 lightning damage. Damn, so, yeah, that's, that's what fucking the fuck? high. What are they curing? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think me and Chris had that kind of luck. I I, think I got that, that hammer that was really cool. Yeah, the only thing I got that was cool is I got a, a heavy bow gun. That can use like almost every ammo type. Yeah, you have a support bow gun that does like all. It's like the normal version is just kind of like meh, and this one uses like level three of almost everything. Yeah. Too bad I don't like using that weapon. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so and I I haven't played this yet, but I, I I understand a little bit. But like, so when you do you pick what weapon you start crafting, or is it no you get random it's, shit? It's random loot. It's a drop. That's so like, cool. Like in the older ones when you. Like used to mine on like ancient relics. So yeah, yeah. Identified. It's the same concept. Yeah. They're okay. Right. So yeah. Uh, at least in in our case, so that you get a research level, you build it up or whatever, and when you finally break the horns off the boss, which is considered a win, um, you can actually collect loot. And then at that point, anything you've you've picked up, including the relic weapons and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, 
you get identified and then you get either rarity six, seven or eight reskin of any, to, at least that I've noticed. Uh, Cause one of the, that bow gun was a rarity eight, but it was skinned after the rarity four version of the gun or something like that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But obviously it's gold. And then all the stats are um, random and even the element can be different sometimes. Like his hammer is supposed to be a water hammer, I think. And he got a paralysis version of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a neat system, uh, and I hope they bring it back often because I this is the this is the kind of thing uh, I think I could say for all of us is what becomes addictive for these oh, kind yeah. of games is that random loot generation. Dude, any game like the game could be subpar, and if it has like good loot, I'm just like, uh, yeah, so I can't stop playing this. This event has loot, so yeah. <laughs> tasty loot. Some of it, most of mine's been pretty bitter. Gross. <laughs> stop tasting it. Well, I mean, you only you only beat it like what twice the other night? Once. Once or twice? Once. Yeah. I beat it like three more times today. How long does it take to do? The fight itself. How many people are doing it at the same time? Because you cumulatively put damage into the monster, and the more you guys all do, the more rewards you get at the end. Because everything like everybody else does, like someone else doesn't hunt, and they break the tail piece. Those points accrue to like a group total of points. And then at the end, when you kill it, once that total is, is that uh, you get better rewards the higher the total is. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because in that video we watched, he was saying that um, that this doesn't scale down. No. For like one or two or three people. And yeah. then also... Um, but it gets easier the more you do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but how long did it take you guys to do? Because obviously 50 minutes is the max. Four but... runs? I think four runs was the longest it took us to do. I think we did one was three, but... And it was running away before the 30-minute mark most of the time. Okay. About 25 minutes, yeah. Okay. So maybe an hour? Maybe a little more? Yeah, I mean, yeah. in that game, that's pretty... Sounds pretty standard doing a... Mm -hmm. Unless you're just, you know, fighting shit you're killing in like 10, 15 minutes, but that's also, not really a also challenge. Also, you're breaking the armor off, there's chances of chunks of it hitting the ground, and you can carve that, too. Oh, cool. So, sometimes. So many drops. That thing drops so much pieces of itself everywhere. There's littered everywhere. Tired of the gold cats, though. Yes. Hey, I'm trying to do something. I'm <laughs> having smack you constantly while you're trying to like pick up stuff or carve stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. Do they have the fucking things like in the older ones? No, they're not the hand ones. Oh. Now. <laughs> God, I fucking hated those back in the day the in the original ones. Center. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I haven't seen those motherfuckers in a long time, but uh, like I remember in the original Moss Center, just like fucking crawling under a log, paws. coming up, and they just be over there like digging in the ground, they look and be like, and fuck, just take my shit. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking hate you. Ugh. What else have you been playing, Chris? Uh, I played a big chunk of Mad Max. Um, Define big chunk. I guess a big chunk for me, so a couple hours. That's a, game. a fucking big chunk yeah. for me, too. And then uh, I actually played some more Bloodborne. Oh, nice. Nice. Unfortunately, since my original PlayStation kind of fried and I got a replacement one, the save data I have saved on the cloud is behind by two bosses, so I have to go back and beat them again. Um. You actually weren't there for that uh, plus club. Oh no, was I? I, you I, don't think, I don't think you were. So, you, do you want to real quick 
Do you have like a real fast what you think of it and grade? It's fun and challenging. Mm -hmm. um, grade, I would give it a A minus. Because although it is fun and challenging, there are some times where it just gets very monotonous. Mm -hmm. And the direction of where I'm supposed to go is confusing sometimes. You gave it an A minus with those negatives, though. So <laughs> I, I will say that's, that's a very generous A, a minus. But uh, but it's, I think that's what so me. and fun overall. Yeah, no, for I sure. I think I said A minus. I think we both did because I fucking for sure gave it either an A or an A minus. I thought you gave it an A for some reason. I gave it something high because like I actually beat it and I um and I was just like obviously like everybody I, I love any of the Souls games and I include Bloodborne in that. But uh, I love the whole Lovecraftian uh, inspired world and all the like the vials and, and fucking tubes and just kind of like that whole like not steampunk, but it's very Lovecraft like in every sense. Mm -hmm. And even like the monsters are based off of his, uh, you know, writing and all that shit. So uh, so, yeah, I fucking I, I agree with you, like trying to find your way around the game. Like there's a lot of like intricacies of like up and down like going up these stairs and then going this hallway and like in, in like dark souls it seems more like vast in the distance you're going whereas in this it's like very windy in like one specific area and does get kind of confusing um so i get where you're coming from but I, we're gonna have to go back but i'm pretty sure we both gave that a minus as well yeah which i mean is is fucking high because and which i'm i'm still very very comfortable and confident in that well it's funny too because I, I think you i think you had also said that when we go, get to the end of the year and we do our you know best uh game for playstation a month of playstation plus that that's going to be a hard month to beat i i'm calling it i i don't know what's coming out the rest of this year but i mean that motherfucker is gonna be top two at the very least yeah i don't i think beating what, what was that bloodborne and ratchet and clank mm -hmm. yeah what the fuck's gonna beat that month I don't know. It's a tough one. <clears throat> Just cause three. Worms. And worms. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's, worms. It's gonna be a real barn burner, dude. Something's gonna fucking. Something's gonna be surprising. And I think that's gonna be a real hard one to beat. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything else this month or this year. That I mean, we're only four months in, but like, mm -hmm. still, like, I don't. That's that's a really good month because yeah. I liked both those games quite a bit. What's the other one? Uh. Was it Knack? Was that Knack this year's Rhyme. my fucking I hated Ooh. game? Yeah. Because I know last year had like two months where I was like, I felt like they were spitting in my face. And then when I was like, dude, why'd you spit in my face? They're like, oh, hold on a second. Start pissing in my face. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you want me to react to this. So I'm just kind of bitch at the very least. Um, Yeah, Knack and Rhyme was fucking. What's well, it you graded Bloodborne? Why don't you go ahead and grade Ratchet and Clank as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and an impression, briefly. I, I beat it relatively quickly. Um, I sat down and think I beat it in a day. Um, and it's it's. I'm gonna give that one an A minus as well. It's a really solid. God damn. It's it was addictive enough that I wanted to beat it in one go. Um, and some of the weapons are zany and fun and interesting. I really like the sheep gun to bring everybody into sheep. Mm. Um, and it's friendly enough for kids i think that they can play it and enjoy it as well as complicated enough for adults to enjoy it as well so a solid a minus i'm probably gonna butcher this but uh what do you think of uh, mr zircon fuck's that 
Is that not his name? I don't. I don't know any of their names. Mr. Zircon's here to kill. Oh yeah, that's my favorite character in the whole game. That's my favorite gun in the whole game. That's my favorite everything in the whole game. The game should be Mr. Zircon and Ratchet and Clank are with him. I'd get into like situations where I'd start shooting and they'd start hitting me, and I'd get like really scared and feel alone. I'd go curl up in a ball and I'd be like, "Zircon, take care of this." And he's like, "All right," and he's fucking started murdering everybody. That guy's my hero. Yeah. He was dope, but then his kid showing up later. What? If you what? upgrade him enough, you get Zircon Jr. to fight with him. I did. Apparently, I didn't get that far on it with him. Yeah, me neither. Oh, his kid has little phrases too. I upgraded the fuck out of him too. Apparently, I just missed that one. I think I Zircon. most of my upgrades into the uh, pulse uh, ball you throw on the ground. I went through a lot of that game though cool. using the the first three weapons. Mm-mm. And then eventually, because I started that game and I was like, eh, this is alright. I'm not going to really give a fuck about anything in my life right now. And then fucking later I was like, I should probably check out these weapons. And then I started, That's what started, the series is known for. I know. Yeah. But like a lot of them were like, I was like, what? how can you even, it's like, you know, disco gun, wherever the hell. And I'm just like. Oh, that's the best one. I was <laughs> like, what What would you even use that for? And then fucking I shot it and they're like not attacking me anymore. I was like, Okay. <laughs> and I shoot the fucking the the destroyer of worlds fucking uh, ball pulsing thing, and, and with upgrades it shoots a laser that out at the closest weird, target too. Weird sex toys <laughs> shoot that thing down there, just kill everything in sight. They all be dancing and dying. And I was like, this game's fucked. I love that gun. The best thing about that game is that the guns all work on everything. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. disco orb works on bosses. If you shoot them, they'll start dancing. Oh, that lava fucker. That lava fucker. I used it constantly on him because I was just like, get away from me. (laughs) And then he started doing a stupid dance. He didn't just run and have Mr. Zircon take care of it? No, Zirconing with the disco (laughs) and uh, the pulsing ball at the same time. Also, I love the pixelator. The effect is really good. Yeah, Yeah, I was actually really impressed with that part. Or that weapon. So you gave an A-? minus. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I gave it a B somewhere, B minus B, yeah. B plus area, because yeah, my only complaint about it was um, I was very confused about the uh, humor, perceived humor, and who it was for, because I I didn't I I couldn't understand it for kids or adults or anyone in between. I was like, and even when I was doing the stream, I think it was like all mixed and a couple of people were like, you know, that maybe the humor just doesn't translate to 2018 now or something i was like maybe but i still i I can watch like rocco's modern life and be like haha i get it yeah that game that's different that that, that show that show is different well i'll name off a bunch of shows from the 90s if you want (laughs) i'm just saying i can go back and watch some of that stuff and and be like haha because i was there for that but um (laughs) but yeah i was like i don't know i i I didn't have a problem with the story I, i didn't find myself like I was just following it, like, okay, I get it, I get where it's coming, mm-hmm. like, but everything people said, I'm like, okay, let's go, let's get, let me shoot things, I'm gonna go kill things. <sighs> Play anything else? Uh, Bloodborne, no. All right. Uh, that was the end of my list. All right, so uh, <clears throat> we're gonna do something we used to do more often with. Um, Oh God, uh, loot chest, or yeah. we would talk about topics, stuff like that. Something uh, that we still kind of do a little bit, but I R.I.P. would like to <laughs> would like to do um, more of because that was actually one of my favorite one of my favorite things we did uh, in our earlier shows was just talk about shit. So two things I want to talk about. Um, 
One thing is uh, battle royale modes because um, they're very popular. Uh, in fact, before wow. shooting, we talked about uh, that. I found out that one out of three PC game or our players um, plays battle royale games, which is a lot of people. And then we were like talking about if we play them, and I'm the one out of us three who plays it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's actually kind of funny. Um, the reason I want to talk about this, though, is obviously they're really fucking big. Uh, Fortnite and PUBG are both fucking huge. Uh, H1Z1 is being talked about again recently. I keep seeing that name pop up. Radical Heights came out. People are actually really enjoying it. I saw a poll recently that was like, what's your favorite Battle Royale game? And people were like, fucking Radical Heights is the best. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that game just came out. It's not even technically out. Yeah. I know. That game's unfinished as fuck. I already <laughs> talked about that. And the game is actually pretty fun if you're into that kind of game. But And you better be into that kind of game because soon enough, all of your games are going to be fucking Battle Royale games. Because it has been rumored that uh, not only is Call of Duty Black Ops 4 going to have a Battle Royale mode, but so is Battlefield 5. Uh, there is an insider at DICE who apparently has leaked that they have a prototype of a Battlefield, or not Battlefield, Battle Royale game mode in Battlefield. Uh, so I want to talk about that. But real quick before we get into that, uh, I also heard that, uh, and this is kind of bordering on, on fucking Taste Tuesday a bit, but whatever, um, that Black Ops 4 might not have a single player campaign. Mm-hmm. So real, real fast, what do you guys think about that? Because normally what you get on the disc with Call of Duty is the single player campaign, which is about six hours. Uh, Black Ops 3 actually had like a four player cooperative campaign, which I thought was fucking awesome. Yeah. Then you normally get the multiplayer and then you normally get some kind of variant of a defense mode, whether it's zombies or you're just shooting other soldiers or you're shooting aliens. You're, those are typically the three things you get on there. Treyarch likes to add some extra stuff, which is always cool. So without that, that's a huge chunk of the game missing. So what do we think about that? I, I think if that's the case, um, I have no reason to buy it. Yeah. The only reason I bought uh, Black Ops 3 was because of the, the co-op campaign. <clears throat> I don't play the multiplayer in mm. call of duty so i mean obviously i'm probably not the right demographic because most people play call of duty are playing to kill each other uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking kill each other right. i'm down that sounds fun but uh no it's a bummer but you know <clears throat> they are going for what they believe is going to sell a game so um and with the obvious popularity um of the battle royale genre um it, it makes sense that activision and ea want a piece of that pie so. mm-hmm. well yeah you have uh two games that are arguably the biggest games on the fucking planet right now which are both battle royale games that are not owned by any of the big three companies i mean epic owns one of them they're big enough but they're not they're not activision they're not fucking ea um they might be after getting that fucking mobile money yeah well, Jesus. they made $25 million in the first month that the mobile game came out. They're making $2 million a day or some shit in the first crazy. couple or the first week, which is fucking stupid. Um, so it only makes sense that that the other person who makes the biggest fucking shooter out there, Call of Duty, would look at that and go, maybe we should adapt or do something similar to that to get a piece of that as well. Cause the longer you kind of sit back and let somebody else kind of build up their fucking empire, they could come for you soon. So, I mean like, and then battlefield has to be competitive with that because battlefield has always been competitive with call of duty. If it sits back while call of duty jumps fucking ship, then they're going to get fucked. 
Um, what, what are your thoughts, Chris? It, it's unfortunate, I think, that they're losing the single-player campaign mode because the little that I've played those games, that's usually what I play. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, business-wise, it makes sense because Battle Royale modes are so popular right now that they would make the decision to cut out you know, the department for making a single-player campaign and focus more on doing the multiplayer aspects of the game. But personally, it always just feels like half of a game when you're just only online mode stuff like what happens when the servers go down that game is useless whereas if the game had you know like a single player campaign you would still technically play it i still go back and play modern warfare 2 and modern warfare 1 to play the single Mm -hmm. player so i mean that's Mm -hmm. a good point and it's a really good point to talk about servers going down because once it's down i mean you're waiting for a fucking hd remaster that's going to get sold for 40 bucks you know eight years later or uh just not you're having a piece of dead software essentially Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as like the dude who has played like every call of duty and is a big fan of like shooters in general, this actually kind of worries me. I feel like they obviously have the information. If this is true, obviously this is, this is a rumor. It's rumor mill stuff with the campaign. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to get rid of it because I guarantee if you look at the numbers of who's playing, what aspect of that game the lowest number on there is the campaign. And that takes resources, it takes time, it takes effort to write a story, make that story work in a campaign, blah, 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 make all the features, stuff like that. Mo-capping. Blah, Mo-capping, blah, blah. all that shit. And, uh, and they're very cinematic games, so it makes sense, you know, that's a big process. And if they're not seeing enough people going to the campaign, because a lot of people, and they have been since like Modern Warfare 2, a lot of people will buy Call of Duty and not play the single player. They'll go straight to the multiplayer as soon as they bring it home. Josh's done a couple times. It's hard for me to do that. I typically like to go home and start playing the single player a little bit, and then I'll play the multiplayer. But the last couple, I've went straight to the multiplayer. So I think they see that, obviously, with their statistics. But <clears throat> it still bothers me because, especially with... Treyarch doing it because I think they finally did what no other Call of Duty's done in a while for me, and they made a single player I wanted to play uh, with uh, Black Ops Three. I didn't care about the single player in Black Ops or Black Ops Two at all. Uh, I thought the single player campaigns in Call of Duty were pretty much dead, but they made it interesting again with Three, uh, having that co-op, uh, having a progression system and leveling system and skills and stuff like that. I was like, dude, fucking, and, and a decent story. In a decent story, it's not even bad. I mean, yeah. I, it was way better. They disconnected it from the first two, and that was perfect. And I was actually like, let's let's get another like um cyberpunk esque fucking Call of Duty story. I mean that was really neat. Mm-hmm. There's parts where you're going into people's heads and shit. Um that's really fucking cool. So like to see them do that and go like, oh man, I, I'd really like to do something like that again and them going like, well, you know, people aren't really playing it that much. I get where they're coming from. I can't blame them and I will still buy the game, hundred percent. But I feel like it's it's almost I feel like they should have like tested the waters and released the call of duty especially get infinity ward and their dumbasses to release the one without the campaign and see what the fuck people think with that one don't don't take like what now is the flagship fucking uh call of duty which you know is any call of duty made by treyarch and gamble like that i'm sure they've done like in-house like tests to see what people think of that idea and shit like that they wouldn't do it otherwise but like that really would bum me out but the thing is, is if they do go forward with with not having the campaign they better be putting all that work that would have went into that into the multiplayer the battle royale mode if that's in it and whatever else is going to be there that needs to be translated over because these guys 
with that extra year when they turned it into that uh, three three company cycle mm-hmm. and they got that extra year to work on the game, Black Ops Three fucking showed it. Yeah, they really did not waste that. They added a shitload of content to the game that the game didn't even need. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is here. Like that's awesome. Like that weird alternate campaign that has to do with zombies. Mm-hmm. That there was no reason for that, but I still was like, that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, with without having that chunk of uh, game you have to work on. Uh, it needs to translate over. I need to see the multiplayer bigger and fucking better than it's ever been in this case. I'll still buy regardless because I'm that guy. I, 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 they they haven't failed me yet. Fucking Infinity Ward though, they can go fuck themselves. Um, that's one of the one of one out of three Call of Duties fucking sucks. Um, that's the statistic. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and, and with the battle royale thing. As long as it's not the main fucking focus of the multiplayer, I don't mind. I'm personally not a huge fan of Battle Royale games. I like them, but I'm not crazy about them. I'm not playing them every fucking day. I'm not even thinking about them most days. I'm sitting over there playing fucking Nino Kuni 2, watching Lofty fucking and like just making my guilders, and I'm not thinking for one fucking second about avoiding the goddamn shrinking bubble. It's not in my head. So when I pick up the next Call of Duty or the next Battlefield and it's like going into multiplayer and it's just like, if it's just like Battle Royale and then it's got like Deathmatch, I'm going to get pissed. It's, it's, it just needs to be its own separate mode. Support it. But like I need everything that I would expect from these games prior before though, before that. Do you think that if, if it is true that it's going to be uh, in the same vein? as uh, PUBG and Fortnite and being an actual 100 player or do you think they're going to do more like I think uh, Battlefield will absolutely 100% do that if they do it well Battlefield yeah. will I'm talking yeah. Call of Duty though uh, or do you think they'll do more like what's that game called uh, that just came out the Hunter Hunter Hunted or something like that uh, Hunt uh, Showdown yeah where it's a smaller tight See, thing this is, an inter- this is why I want to talk about this because there's a lot of layers to it so like Battlefield if they do do it, I think they would do it traditionally. Although, the new Battlefield is supposed to be World War II, and I was, and I'm still very excited about that. A World War II battle royale is something we don't have, especially on a fucking AAA level. The Battlefield is going to be on, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be the best looking, best made battle royale game ever. The thing is, is a very prominent aspect of battle royale games is being dropped in and looking for things. And it's all random. So even with your skill level, that's going to be mixed in with the chance of finding certain things. We haven't seen that in an engine in a Battlefield game. So I don't know if they're going to go with that or going to have their own system of like, because even Radical Heights is changing that up with uh, letting you save money and purchase uh, weapons at vendors and stuff like that, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. So I don't know how Battlefield will go about it, but I do think if they do do it, it will be a large map because they fucking already do that. They make huge maps already. 100 people will be no problem from that for them. Um, and I think it would lend itself. I also think it's going to be interesting that these games are both first-person shooters. So it'll be interesting to see them maybe force first-person shooter or shooting in a Battle Royale game. Because oh, most of the other games third. are third-person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them so far. Unless you go back to like H1Z1 or Arma 2, DayZ uh, mods and stuff that did the original Battle Royales. Um you could get in servers that are first person, some of them third person, but everybody preferred third person. So that's kind of become the standard. Um, but yeah, so I am very curious, but it needs to be its own fucking mode. As for Call of Duty, I 
don't want them to do a fucking big map. I don't want them to do 100 person. Uh, Call of Duty has never, they've dabbled with ghosts on making bigger maps. They've dabbled in a couple of the games, uh, adding like vehicles. It's just, it's not a Call of Duty thing. It starts taking away from it. Call of Duty uh, originally merged, merged, um, merged, <laughs> uh, tactical shooters with fucking fast, uh, like um, first person Boot, arena shooting. Ground, yeah. Yeah. And they melded that together perfectly, and now it's become more uh, of the fast-paced shooter, uh, advanced warfare, really fucking moving it into uh, the arena shooter area, more so than anything. But uh, so they got to keep it there. I would, I would like to see at the most if they're gonna go crazy with it, um, like I don't know, maybe like twenty people at the most. I was thinking twenty. Smaller maps, or maybe, maybe like Call of Duty already does. Have all the maps made, all the weapons, blah, 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 blah. And then when you're playing, you pick like Deathmatch, Team Deathmatch, uh, Kill Confirm, Search and Destroy. But maybe there will also be Battle Royale mode. And it's for every single map in the game. There's a rotation of every map. And every map might have a circle or maybe a grid system like Radical Heights. That's the square system that always moves so that you can still get to the inner squares, but it keeps you moving. Mm -hmm. And they could just add that to every map. Maybe up the player count. Although I think you can have, what, 6v6? 8v8? Call of Duty? I can't think of it right now. But uh, have that, and they can still have Battle Royale mode, kind of like um, uh, Dying Light mm. has done, and having yeah. six people on the map. Um, and having... Uh, I think that would be their best bet, just make it like a specific mode like the rest of them, and not like it's... Like I said in the beginning, I don't want to be like part the, of the fucking focus. Yeah. I want it to be like an option because there's going to be a lot of times where I'm not going to even want to fucking touch that. So if it's like the main focus, no campaign and a big focus on battle Royale, I don't know if I want it. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure I'll fucking play amazing. And Treyarch is going to kill it no matter what. They're not going to fuck this up, but it's too much of a change, man. That'd be a lot of stuff to be all of a sudden like, we're not doing what we used to do. Right. So, uh, what do you guys think about? Uh, obviously, you guys don't play those games too much, but what what would be the best case scenario on how they could handle battle royale mode? I mean, I think you kind of said it with a yeah. I've, I've said a lot. <laughs> you know, smaller player count, smaller maps, and and just kind of keep it still true to the the game type. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure how they'd handle the whole like drop in and find your weapon thing because then you're just essentially making an arena shooter with um, no response. That's all you're really doing. So yeah. So I don't know. That it, I mean, they could spawn in randomly at random spots of the map, but yeah, there's less decision and choice on where you're gonna land and hope there's gonna be stuff there for you. Yeah, as for like, you know, when it comes to battlefield, you know, they already do large scale. They do 64 players, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it'd be a huge push for them to bump that to 100. Uh, and then uh, they already do aerial stuff with vehicles and whatnot it'd be yeah. really easy for them to just have you parachute in i mean they could literally they could make the triple a uh version you know uh, i don't think they'd have to really uh change it much be uh, a quick modification of the game they've already made yeah um but yeah i think call of duty is gonna be a, a tricky one I, I think it'll have to be in the same vein I, as i think you said with dying light where they'll just have to make it kind of like their own thing mm. so that's what I hope for. If I see a big ass map for Call of Duty, 
It better uh, be good. Yeah, they better like make it so I'm like, wow, I can't believe I even second guessed this. Because yeah. otherwise, I'd be like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I play these games so little, it's really hard to have a super strong opinion about how it should go. Um, but if they do remove all single-player campaign modes, the only thing that would probably even make it remotely interesting for me um, in playing it is that if they added some sort of like mode where you could play against bots as like kind of like a practice mode, um, and it, I doubt anybody would be wanting to do that because that's a lot of programming to put in that many robots I miss bot support, like man. That. I do too. But that—that that would be the, the only way I would be interested in playing a game that doesn't have a single-player campaign mode. Is like some way I could just practice because I'm terrible at shooters. You're not that bad. <laughs> You're pretty good. I—I I don't even know really. I haven't really played a whole lot of shooters with you aside from Siege, which you did fine. I don't know. Have no. we played? I get spots in Siege. I haven't even played Overwatch with you. I don't think I've ever played Overwatch with you at all. I've, I mean, I've barely played it's Overwatch like in general. PvP, though. Yeah. Um, we tried to play Battlefield, and we should try again at some point. So fucking good. Since you own it and probably don't touch it. So. I mean, I beat the storm out. I didn't even do that. Yeah, right. As soon as he got down to California, he opened his window. He's like, fly a pigeon! And fucking just threw the Battlefield 1 into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Be free! Go find your plastic island between us and Hawaii, where the rest of you are. And uh, as far as like battle royale modes, games in general go, isn't like a lot of like the only thing you can get from is like cosmetic versions of like you know costumes and Which weapons and things like that. So uh, they'd have to implement some sort of system like that in their battle royale mode to be interesting for me. Battle royale modes are one step away from getting me hooked. And that is essentially some kind of reward system that's enticing. This is tricky, though, because it, the, the whole challenge of the game is everyone's on an even playing field. It, exactly. And that's what Radical Heights is trying to do a little bit of. is like you do discover things yeah. that can translate over to the next round. Um, so, the, I mean, they've obviously thought of a way to try and combat that without taking away from the core gameplay because you still have to get dropped down find the vending machine that happens to have the right gun and have the amount of money or go to the atm and pull it out which exacerbates the whole i'm gonna go get a gun and fucking hide and hold off when you're sitting there at the mall shopping yeah while people are looking to kill you so i mean like it's it's an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. um and again it, it's so crazy to see how quickly the battle royale um uh genre grew because we we're sitting there talking about PUBG for a long time. Like, oh, it's growing. It's getting bigger. This is awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then Fortnite, and we're like, wow, this is crazy. This is getting big, too. And now I'm just like, and ever since those two got big, it's like, shit, this is spreading too quickly. Yeah. It went from like Wildfire. those two getting huge to now all at once. Everybody's like, we're going to make a mode, too. And it's like, okay, everybody's fucking calm down. But at the same time, that kind of chaos, I want to see what comes out of it at the end. But I, I'm worried that, like, you know, fucking Final Fantasy 16, Battle Royale, fucking... There's a meme that 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 came out, and it's like a few of them now. That that it was like fucking E3 leaks, yeah. And like every single game was like it was like the Last of Us or Last of 100, and it was like uh, uh, Yakuza fucking 100. Um, Another one was like something something Battle Royale. I was like, and every single game was a Battle Royale game. 
And I was like, Jesus it, Christ, this is my hell. The flooding of the market is what I'm seeing, is that people are really like trying to push that. And I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to get burnt out on Battle Royale mode. Oh, yeah. And it's just, you have to be really careful, I think. Like, yeah, at the same time, you want to strike while iron's hot. But at this point, I think it's getting to the point where everybody's, you know, going at it. And it's just going to, it's just going to be too much. It's funny because I've always been like a first person shooter fan and like, they got really popular a long time ago and they stayed popular and even throughout like the 2000s up until like even recently i know like a lot of rpg fans or like fighting game fans who aren't really into shooters are like oh great another first person shooter and i and i'm on that team though so i'm like oh i'm fucking this is awesome this is one of the first times ever that that like i'm looking at a genre grow to this insane height and i'm just like i get to experience what that's like because i'm like I like them, but like I, I'm not that into them. Like this isn't exciting for me. Right. Like it's 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 weird. Like I get to experience what it's like for you guys. Essentially, You're like when Halo Four was coming out, Halo Three, fucking. Oh, except for I like Halo. I know. I'm just I'm just saying. Like I I I always heard people back in the day go like, oh god, another shooter, and I'd be like, what, dude? I love shooters. I and still then, say that to this day. I got another shooter. Yeah. Fuck. Well, now you got battle royales, and they're growing faster than I've seen any fucking genre grow. Genre grow. Shooters aren't going to go away, man. They're uh, no sure. first person shooters. Fucking will never go away. They better I, not. I I'll kill they're, somebody. They're what most people play. So. The only reason I'm not killing right now is I'm, that's scary. YouTube's going to come get me now. Except for psychology says otherwise, but okay. And where to go? Um. The, the thing that's really interesting, though, to see this genre grow so big is uh, so like we we've seen other genres grow and get big oh, yeah. and seen copycats, but not like this. Right. So like Minecraft came out, had copycats, but it's all like these oh, weird, God. weird company copycats and a couple bigger companies kind of dabbled a little bit in some of the ideas. But that was it. Well, uh, it was um, the big thing there was they weren't just copying Minecraft. They were. They were kind of taking Minecraft and survival games and trying to like mesh the two. Um, yeah, but no big companies are really doing that a whole lot. True, though. true. It was all small companies trying to get a piece of that indie Cube pie. World. Yeah, but like who made Cube World? <laughs> that one dude. I don't know. Yeah, that one guy and his wife. Yeah. So this this meme, and if you can save this, I'll put it up on the screen. But it's the last of last of one hundred. Yoshi's Murder Island, Halo oh, Six Combat Royale, <laughs> Final Fantasy was that fifteen Royale Edition. Royale Edition, Red Dead Royale, Yakuza One Hundred, uh, Half Life One Hundred, PUBG Two, Destroy All Humans. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, what I was saying about the the genre um, growing in the way it is, is like when you start getting EA and Activision trying to snatch up the product, you know they're making fucking stupid money. They've, they've, we've seen the figures. Though. I know, but so. I mean, I'm just saying like if when big companies are making that, because Minecraft made fucking stupid money, yeah. but Activision wasn't like, let's we got to add that to Call of Duty. Make a voxel-based uh, Call of Duty. Um, no, other companies did that. Uh, I forgot what that one was called. But um, Dragon Quest did one. Yeah, but it was like ins- it's, it's more inspired than anything. It's, yeah, definitely more inspired. It is mm-hmm. definitely a single-player game, even though it's changing now. Um, they are making a multiplayer one. But. 
Well, then, like, even, like, uh, Dark Souls uh, got really big there and had some copycats, but, like, no big, huge companies, really, aside from, like, uh, Team Ninja. But, I mean, they're not even, like, they're not fucking huge. No, they're mid-tier. Yeah, they're a big company, but, like, definitely not indie. But, like, you know, that's not, not like, Ubisoft going, like, we got to make a fucking Dark Souls game. Right. Um, So, it's just, it's really interesting to see... This genre, it's all, the, it's the money, man. Like, oh, fucking, yeah. like, I, that money is so fucking stupid high, and the system works so easily, so quickly, that I think everybody's like, why aren't we fucking doing this? Yeah. There's a lot of money right there that, that doesn't even take much to get. It, you know what's really funny, too, is, like, obviously, the 2008, 2009 uh, point in all, uh, you know, forms of entertainment was rough and so companies kind of pulled back and just started doing sequels and sequels and sequels or whatever and then when people started getting experimental again uh i noticed in gaming competitive games kind of made this huge comeback really rapidly and a lot of that came from you know like mobas and and whatnot um and now almost everyone has like a competitive game that they can throw out there and it seems like they all can do well and this is kind of that mix of like people's love for survival games first person shooters and competition Mm. so uh, it's, it's just it's like the perfect time for it to come out. Well, it's kind of like an esports thing too, for sure, because people really like to watch because uh, it shows skill off more than anything. Mm-hmm. Games that don't have progression, essentially. Well, there's so, an element of gambling there too. Yeah, for sure. The because then it can throw someone off if they're really good at the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like CS:GO is a game like that. All MOBAs are like that, um, and now battle royale games are pretty much like that. Mm-hmm. So it's also really. I think it also shows a trend of just like the competitive aspect in esports popularity going up and Twitch yeah. and people watching people play games. I think that's another reason why this, this it's like the perfect time for this game type to get popular. For sure. Because I, I mean, like I've said a million times, fucking this is not a new genre. I played fucking mods like this a long time ago, like a lot of people did. And it was funny too. I saw another uh, uh, meme earlier today of like, uh, it shows a picker, picture of a uh, cooking mama and on the front shows a frying pan. It shows the guy from PUBG and he's pointing at it. And he's like, is that a frying pan? And he's like, we're, we're going to sue you over that. <laughs> Cause there's frying pans and fucking, but it's not better. Better than mama. But there's a mama. <laughs> <laughs> so tasty. That's different. That's a different game. That's no different. one's ever heard of. Um, yeah, so uh, what what do you hope for in the future of Battle Royale games? Do you want them to just fucking burn and die? or like? There's obviously a place for them, so no. Um, it, and I think Chris is probably going to share the sentiment. <coughs> I hate I it. I don't care. Yeah. They're going to do their thing, and people gonna, are going to enjoy them, and awesome. going to fucking care, though, when the cancer spreads into your games. I'll just learn to play other games or do like going back to the 2008, 2009 uh, part of the you know, conversation. I'm going to go back to playing just primarily indie games because that's where all the, the creativity will be again. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was definitely, I think, the biggest instance ever of showing that balance can be restored to the force if it gets too fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not too worried about it. If you enjoy them, play them. Awesome. Um, and burn yourself out. Dog. Just like superhero movies, uh, there's going to be too many eventually, and only the really good ones are going to make any money. The yeah, rest of them know. are going to be okay. I haven't even seen like the last fucking eight of them. Yeah. 
Right, Justice League ever even came out. Yeah, I did too. And everyone Black, did. I didn't see Black Panther. I did third. I didn't see any of them. Three people saw it. I didn't see Black Panther. Yeah, well, everyone did. It's like the third highest grossing movie ever or some shit. So. Apparently, it's the greatest movie ever made. Doubt it. I don't know. I've been hearing some things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Titanic was on that list, and I don't think that was one of the greatest movies ever. So it's, good. it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's naked, right. naked right. chick and gets strong. It's people who fell off a boat and hit propellers and shit. So Chris, that's not your favorite part. <laughs> naked French, paint me like your French girl. No. Weird. So surprised. <laughs> That'd be your favorite. Uh, thoughts on the future of battle royales? They're always going to be around at this point. I think they're going to go too fast, and people are going to get a little burned out. But uh, I'm not really worried about it unless it starts crossing into my games like uh, like Warframe. Then I know my day of writing is at hand. Warframe's definitely going to get a battle royale mode. Don't no, you? No. I don't think so. No. You don't think so? It's think so. it's fucking built for it. No. Because Battle Royale is based on the characters being neutral, and Warframe is based on each Warframe being unique. Yeah, you can suck that out. Same, same argument that What's-His-Face from uh, Blizzard said about Overwatch. So Character-based. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You can take that out, though. I don't see them doing it. I, I think they might experiment. I think you guys are scared. I can see what's, you guys' faces. What's their... <laughs> And I can't remember the names of the game, but the DE was making or is still making a second game. Um, and I beta tested it, and I personally thought it was garbage. But <laughs> Yeah, he secretly beta tested that game. Like three weeks later, he's like, oh, I played it. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't get to see it. It was a competitive shooter. so Yeah, I should have played it. Probably. Um <laughs> My opinion on the future of Battle Royale is obviously it's it's gonna it's gonna chill for a little bit. I'm not too worried about it because it's it's gonna fizzle out real fast because it's it's too big too quick. Um, I already know people who are getting sick of it. There's so many people who don't play them that are like angry at them, uh, which isn't gonna change anything. But it just shows there is a lot of people who are not playing them as well. Um, <clears throat> two things I'd like to see though is I'd like to see um, some kind of fantasy esque. Uh, battle royale game uh, i think it'd be kind of neat to see some uh emphasis on melee combat and magic um that'd be kind of cool or that? maybe different types of classes you could spawn in as like uh, fantasy dudes like an archer type person but like you don't start with a bow you just start you have to find something like that maybe craft some shit uh mage type character has to find certain things to be able to do certain kinds of magic and then like some kind of fucking like uh berserker type dude who can find certain things on the map to create a stick to hit people in the head with um what was the indie uh medieval game chivalry yeah those guys should make it yeah something like that it'll be chaos um i just think it'd be kind of cool to (laughs) to get an element of like not just getting shot in the fucking face with a shotgun or machine gun but like see like someone shooting fucking fireballs at somebody and someone like hit it, like deflecting with a fucking shield or something like that. It'd be kind of cool. Um, It'll be for honor. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also, uh, I'm waiting to see a vehicle based one. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Um, like Cars, twist, tw- Twisted Metal esque um, or planes. That'd be kind of cool. To have like a fucking, it'd just be a giant dogfight. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I just want, I just want, to, I want Ace Combat to come out already. That's what I'm saying here. Um, I'm really excited for that game. So other than that, though, until they crack the Da Vinci Code that they're not aiming for, it's just what I would want of some kind of uh, progression that would keep me playing it. 
He just I'm, wants to, to play it. And every time he does good, the computer or console puts a syringe out and gives him another hit. Yep. Yeah. I want drugs. <laughs> one ace combat. I want drugs. That's the whole point of this episode. Um, it's a good thing we don't qualify for monetization because that would. What bleak focus. reality am I entered? Where am I? <laughs> a world where battle royales are the most popular game type and will take over all your games, um, including Warframe. Uh yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll dabble. I'll dabble a little bit. I like shooting things. I mean, if there is, uh, you know, one genre that's going to have a, I don't know, a type of game I'm not really into, but mechanics I like, I, at least it's this, because I, I can play them and go, yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's not like card games where I'm like, I'm not touching that. It I won't fuck it. Battle Royale. Hmm. Aliens versus Predator. I like Aliens. I think that'd be pretty fun. How would how to work? Uh, you have to have colonial marines too in there, just well, sure, like AVP. Sure. I mean, the aliens or spider games always were just called that, but they had the colonial marines as a faction. Them, um, the same concept though. Like the aliens would have to go around and like kill wildlife to evolve their character to a different type of alien. The you know predators and the humans would have to find their equipment. Hmm. I mean, I play it. I wouldn't. Sorry. It'd be it'd be fucking crazy hectic though towards the end when the circle's like, you know, small and the, there's the aliens all of a sudden Godzilla. Yeah, that'd be cool though if they could turn into a queen and shit. Chris, I think you're on something. Although yeah. Predator, everybody's just gonna be fucking being dorks and being invisible and uh, I'm gonna stealth everybody and shit. Gotta find it. It. We'll just do Earth Defense Force 100. That'd be cool. I like Earth Defense Force. Make that. Maybe the that jankiest out? yet most fun battle royale game ever. Uh, yeah, it's going to have a motorcycle in the game that doesn't work. Because <laughs> Earth Defense Force has that. It feels like the e-brakes pulled at all times and you can't do anything else. Me and Josh got in that fucker and we were just going... Just fucking sliding left and right. I was like, what's wrong with this thing? I've never played a video game in my life. Where the vehicle just doesn't work. And not only does it not work, if it just sat still, it'd be like, wow, okay, this is broken. But it, it's fucked. It doesn't work correctly. It's <laughs> it's frustrating to use it. And it's something you earn. You unlock it. I was like, you unlock kind, of, the punishment. kind of fucking hell is this? Well, it's a great game. I feel oh, that way about spider tanks the game, too, though. They um, work. You walk forward. They do. But if you get on a corner of a building, all of a sudden you're camera's going freaking crazy <laughs> i think drives like you fucking slammed a, a metal spike through the center of it into the road and they're like go ahead drive and you're like yeah okay and the person in the passenger fucking little buggy things just staring the whole time like what the fuck are you doing like i'm not doing shit like well you drive the thing i'm trying to drive the fucking thing why are you up my ass about it it ruins friendships thing in the basilar which is a stupid helicopter and that thing flies like shit that game's amazing though <laughs> You're selling it really well. <laughs> Play it. It's dope. That game's so good that that shit can be that bad and you fucking don't even think about it. You just don't use it. There's mechs and shit in the game. They work fine. There you go. You just stream that game. Should. I always forget that game exists, which is sad. <laughs> uh, anything else? You no, say on that. We should move on. 
we are going to move on. Uh, let us know in the comments, what do you think about Battle Royale games? What do you think about Call of Duty uh, adding one, Battlefield adding one? What games do you want to add one? How would they implement it? What games do you not want to add them? And, and if you're thinking that way, you're probably thinking all games. So just say that. Let's have physics um, fighting game. Which one? The the one that Gang Beasts? Yeah. That'd be fucking sick. There's your battle royal game. <laughs> That'd be sick. You don't even need weapons. You just drop in and just jiggle around. And I can make a new I can make a third fucking Flex Rex video. Uh, um yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about battle royal games. Also, uh if you do play Call of Duty, what do you think about them taking the campaign out? And yeah, I feel like I'm, we're doing Taste Tuesday, a very, very long Taste Tuesday. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, if you are on Twitter, um, cool. If you're not, fucking, you're, good job. You're avoiding the cesspool that is Twitter. But um, but there was a hashtag that was, uh, that was kind of floating around uh, yesterday, um, I believe. Uh, Dave, as, there was a thing. It happened the last 24 hours. Uh, called hashtag GameStruck4. Now, a little bit of information on this. There was a thing called FilmStruck4 that was going around. And this was essentially telling people who create movies or involved in the film industry uh, what defines them and uh, inspires them, what movies. And they had to pick four. And so they were doing that. And then, of course, since it's Twitter, uh, that got translated over to GameStruck. And so a lot of developers and people uh, involved in the industry, people who make music, also for games, started posting their four games that kind of define them as developers and what inspires them. And then, of course, everybody got in on it and started just kind of going, this defines me in whatever way. A lot of people were kind of going like, well, this defines me as a gamer. This defines my history of gaming, all that kind of thing. Uh, a lot of them were kind of just kind of using as an excuse to go, these are my four favorite games ever. Um, some of them were an excuse to just to be funny. So Yeah, yeah. I like they're... the one that was literally the same. I can't remember what game it was, but they picked the same game four times. Oh, I saw a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. I um, also saw one that was literally like Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, they picked something else and then another Kingdom Hearts. So like, I wanted to put four Kingdom Hearts, so I figured that'd be bad. Speaking of which, I saw multiple times, and I thought about doing this myself, but then I was like, I'm, I overthink everything, so I'm like, I'm going to do this right. But I thought about for a split second putting Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mm -hmm. And somebody put 1, 2, 3, and 5. And I was like, I'm, I'm, am I fucking crazy? What are you doing? So I went in the comments. People were like, what the fuck is your problem? And this guy's like, well, and I'm glad people agreed with me on that. Because five is fun, but it's not. It doesn't work, uh, storyline-wise. But he actually had a good argument. He was saying that it was more of an event for him, the buildup of Metal Gear Solid Five, the music and the score before the game came out, when he got to play the game, uh, does something to him emotionally, stuff like that. So it was like an, almost like an event in his life. And I'm like, if we're talking about what defines you as a gamer, if it was an event in your life, I mean, who can take that from you? So sure. and this is, that's the kind of the cool thing about this hashtag is it kind of got people kind of just celebrating uh, games and mm -hmm. what games do for people. So uh, I decided to partake in it as well. And then you guys also decided to partake in it, which I thought was kind of cool. And once I saw you guys do it, I was like, we, we should talk about this because it's an interesting thing to think about. So we all made one. Now, like I said before, everybody picks four uh, games that defines them. Uh, that's pretty much the wording. And like I said, I take that as defining you as a gamer. Um, but I think people take it any way they want. And that's, that's cool. You can do it however you want. Um, 
but yeah, so we picked four. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, um, I'll go and go, though I know we all share one title. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked, um, this is going to be a weird one, but uh, I picked Willow the, uh, for the original Nintendo. Uh, we actually played it a long time ago, all three mm-hmm. of us. Um, so you can, get, you can go back and check out that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was but, a fun uh, one. <clears throat> Willow for I did me, a lot of fun work on the loading screen. There's a little Warwick <laughs> Davis, and he's just spinning. <laughs> That's the guy who played Willow. He also was uh, R2-D2. And, was and Wicket. He was out. Wicket, yeah. Yeah, he was hanging out with fucking what's-his-face during the pod races, too. Java the Hutt. Uh, was it Java? I thought it was Greedo. Uh, it was Greedo. Not Greedo, but uh, the, the slave owner. Not Greedo either, yeah. Whatever, dude with the fucking flappy stubble. Yeah, that guy. Anyways, so I picked Willow, um, and my reason for for this one, because I'm sure a lot of people don't even know what the fuck this game is. It was really good. It was Uh, Zelda-like. It's probably one of the first games I um, actually, like, was really exposed to. Our uh, uncle let us borrow, aunt and uncle let us borrow an NES and and that game and and a couple games. But I I remember sitting down playing that game. Um, and I really liked the movie, blah, 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 type of thing. But it was kind of very Zelda-esque in the way it played. And I actually would sit down and I'd play it. And I would, like, I had graph paper and I'd draw the maps out so I wouldn't get lost. And... This is a long time ago, kids. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> there was a time where you actually had to, holy shit, I got to remember where the fuck I'm going, what I'm doing here. Well, yeah, if you... You had to call a 900 number if you wanted tips. Oh, so. that was the future, dude. I remember <laughs> in the late 90s, I was calling about Chameleon Twist. And they're like, kid. I'm like, what? They're like, Chameleon Twist isn't out. I'm like, I'm playing it. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about anyway. So, yeah, I, the, the whole reason I, I picked that one is because it was one of the first times I kind of just like uh, fully embraced a game. And like, I think that kind of pushed me uh, towards playing games in general. So it was kind of a, a big game for me. Uh, it's an inter- interesting one, too, because I, I also played it. Obviously, you mentioned me in that story about. I, for, I didn't remember where the fuck that Nintendo came from. Um, I just remember being a little kid and just yeah. blinding myself. I'm blind in case anybody wants to know that aspect about myself. And I think it's because back in the day, I just I still do it to this day. The screen's here. I'm just like. <laughs> and I think it fucked has me up. It has nothing to do with genetics with us all having bad eyes. Yeah. But, uh, but that's an interesting one because you obviously could have just picked Zelda. Mm-hmm. But. And I think that's an easy go-to one. But, like, you're talking about the personal story of playing Willow mm-hmm. and how that affected you. It's something you remember, all that stuff like that. And it makes sense because that game is still very memorable to me, too. I mean, Zelda's memorable to me in the sense of, like, it's Zelda. Everybody played it back then. Everybody loved it. It's mm-hmm. fucking Zelda now. But, like, Willow's interesting because that one stuck with me as well, too. That game creeps me the fuck out in its art style and its mm-hmm. music. And there's a lot of work put into that game. It's also a Capcom game, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a good game. Um, so that's a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, my other picks, um, I picked, uh, for Sega Genesis, I picked Shining Force. It was probably one of the first times I played a tactical um, RPG. I love Shining Char- Force. Uh, it also kind of really introduced me to uh, different character uh classes and their leveling and evolving into other classes and hidden uh, characters and and whatnot and uh, I don't know it, it was really weird because I had never played anything like that and I remember just sitting down and, and just cracking out on it just uh, I you know I, I 
I don't know how really else to explain that. It was just such a new and cool experience and all this stuff I just hadn't experienced games. And, and ever since, I've, I've loved uh, specifically like turn-based strategy-style RPGs. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics, obviously, is a shining example for most people. Um, I, you know, even like Tactics Ogre or uh, Advance Wars, Fire Emblem. Uh, I love all of them. So, uh, And I think Shining Force was the beginning of all that for me, even though Seth beat it for me while I was sleeping. Uh, I was going to say, is that the one I beat for you? Yes. Because for some reason in my dumb kid head, I was like, you're like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, but the game's not over yet. I was like, we got to beat this. And you're like, what to bed? I'm like, I'm going to do it for him. Like, that's just like a thing that, that, that like, you're going to wake up and be like, oh, right. You did it. Like, yeah. I remember you woke up and I was like, it's like, hey, dude, I beat it for you. And you're like, what? And I'm like, I beat the game. <laughs> you're like. It's so funny because, like, the, it makes no sense that I just be like, I'm going to beat this for yeah. him. <laughs> you fucking need- we got to get this done. Like it's a chore. Now, obviously I've mentioned that I am really, you know, obviously in role playing games and whatnot. Um, so this will come to no surprise, but Final Fantasy seven was a huge one for me. It was one of the few uh, first times, um, the story was a huge impact and, and, uh, actual like character development, uh, with the characters and whatnot. <clears throat> Cause I'd played a bunch of RPGs in before that. But, uh, and I think a lot of people will agree with this, but Final Fantasy VII kind of just like ha- had the sweet spot, um, had really good characters, story, a lot of gameplay, um, <clears throat> just brought a lot to the table. Plus, you know, I had a very obviously traumatic uh, sequence at the end of the first disc. If, mm-hmm. you know, anyone doesn't know about that, I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Uh, so yeah, that was a, a huge one for me. And then, yeah, that's the part where clouds walking and the wind blows a little too hard and his fucking hair falls off and everybody sees there's alopecia mm-hmm. and fucking he cries and everybody's just looking at him. And then it ends. It's like insert second disc. And it's like, Jesus Christ, how's he going to get out of that? Yeah, yeah. That's awkward. Especially when we got radical hair like that. And then, uh, big sword, no hair, huh? My last one is probably going to be weird for some people as well. Uh, probably not so much for you guys because you guys know me. Uh, but uh, Final Fantasy XI is my fourth pick because uh, that's the 11th one. I have dabbled in MMOs a lot before that, but nothing ever like pulled me in. <clears throat> I remember playing, I'm dating myself here. I already did when I mentioned a Nintendo game, but um, uh, Dark Age Camelot was my. Like oh, first MMO. God, that was a real fucking. That was that was the real deal. That was a real MMO. And uh, it was fun, but it, it it didn't really like. There was no hook. I was playing it because I knew people playing it. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. I bought. Man, we be- were playing that shit on fucking fifty six k. We were with that a shit was janky. four megabyte graphics card. Fuck. I had to upgrade to an eight megabyte to play that game. I'm getting real shivers right now. There, there's there's some fun info for you guys. Uh, <laughs> we just need to we need to start a new series it's called Memory Lane. Just educate some people on the Dark Ages. But yeah, I played that. I dabbled in like EverQuest, and I you know tried World of Warcraft when it first came out. I wasn't really into that either. Got into it later. Um, yeah, it's interesting how you hated. You did not. I like hated yeah. it at first, yeah. and then you got into it. Yeah, but that was another case of playing it because of people. Yeah, most MMOs. That's the case. Final Fantasy XI. I jumped in without knowing anyone who was playing it uh, because it was a Final Fantasy, and I was a huge uh, fan. I still am, though. I'm not as like dedicated as I once. Yeah, was. one of those blind. Yeah, 
Everything they make is gold. So I bought it, and I uh, I think I stayed up for like 48 hours playing it or some shit. And I by the time I was done playing it, uh, which isn't going to be a lot for some people, but for me it's a lot. I put like a, a hundred and some odd days of playtime into the game, about a third of a year. You even bought one of those motherfucking little internet things for the PS2 to be able to play it on there. Yeah, so I could take the PS2 to friends' houses yeah. and play with them, and then I also had it on the PC as well. Um yeah, and I, I have nothing but fond memories of that. But that kind of paved my way of so it's basically solidifying that I really do like MMOs a lot. Um, mm. But a lot of them struggle because they're social uh, games. Yeah. Uh, as for Final Fantasy XI, I actually enjoyed just playing. So Yeah, I think that's the strength of the Final Fantasy MMOs is they make... They're the only ones, in my opinion. I, I've not played another MMO that that is uh, so story-heavy. The, close, the closest one is Star Wars. Yeah. But even that one, it still feels like an MMO with cool cutscenes with choices, which is not me talking shit about it. I actually thought that was really kind of neat in that game. But when I when I was playing um, Final Fantasy XI, more so fourteen, um, especially 14, fourteen, I was like, I don't, I only have to really play this with people. Nope. Like this is like, this is a fucking RPG with uh, MMO uh, combat. Yep. Other than that, I mean, it's a fucking, it's a single player Final Fantasy game with cinematics and shit. And uh, good storytelling uh, after the vanilla game. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. That's, that's your my four. That's your four. If you uh, couldn't tell, I like role playing games. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. kind of the essence of, of defining you. Yeah. Uh, so, it makes sense. Uh, Chris. Um. So. I'm going to go in like chronological order of the game. So did, the first one did. is uh, called Chrysalis and it was made by SMK for the NES. And I distinctly remember picking this game out as the first game that I was allowed to pick out for Nintendo. I still have it. And it is a, it's a Zelda game. It's a Zelda-esque game. You kind of soar and you go around solving puzzles and dungeons and collecting gear to advance further in the story. And I don't think I, ever made it past the second zone but I, I was maybe like six ish when i picked the game out but it's just it's the first experience i remember playing video games so it's like really solidified it for me um and then i've the still never one, played that i haven't either also real quick uh josh shit all over the the case art for that game he was like, you know that that uh, that thing you guys posted on Twitter. Chris posted that Chrysalis game, or whatever. He's like, that game's art is shit. I was like, the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's old school. He, he was very upset about it. I was like, this, they don't have multi-million-dollar fucking marketing teams. Then, well, and the styles different, art <laughs> techniques are different. People are probably actually drawing it on physical things and. Right. It was just, it was just funny. I like, brought that up. Like I I had nothing to even add to that. He just told me I was like, I haven't seen it, dude. What do you want me like, to say? Yeah. Fucking, Chris, you're, that game's art is shit on the fucking on the cover. It's an early '80s game. What do you want from me? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I remember here's I remember picking out a Toys R Us and like looking at the That's where you bought games before. Games. That and Sears, Sears dog. We had so many games from Sears back in the day. Yeah. I, boy, this is turning into nostalgia fest. 
I remember going into <laughs> Toys R Us and the games weren't even on the shelf. They were the little tags in the in the sleeves or whatever, and you had to take the tags up front and to get the games. Nope. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking nope. one up you. Okay, so back in the day. Sorry, <laughs> we'll get we'll continue, but this is this shit is one of the okay, so I don't have a lot of the like a lot of people will like go to something and they just feel good and they feel nostalgia or whatever. Yeah. Or they it's just like their go to place. I don't really have those anywhere except for retro game stores. When I walk in a retro game store, I fucking lose myself because I'm just remembering all this shit because it impacted me as a, like when I was a kid. I loved video games. I still love video games. But like nothing brings that back as much as if I go into a place and see old ass games, old ass Sega Genesis cartridges, Nintendo cartridges, Atari cartridges, fucking Super Nintendo, all that shit. Games that I've seen a million times, games I even fucking own. It, it, just seeing them in the wild, I'm like, it's like going back, back when these games were like available and shit. But back in the day, there was a very uh, common thing like uh, Tiger Electronics and a bunch of other people made these weird, oh, yeah, janky yeah. plastic portable games that were just like these weird pictures that would move and buttons game and watch gallery and beyond that i mean yeah. i had a fucking virtua fighter one and all this stuff I remember they, were, that. they were horrible and then later they they had this like one uh eye like oh yeah uh, projector <laughs> thing we had it i forgot what it was called it's made by tiger electronics but those were so big back then if you didn't have a game boy because these things were like 20 bucks a pop so pretty much like buying a game, well, cheaper than a game. Uh, they had, at Toys R Us, like fucking four aisles of those things, mm-hmm. of all these different fucking games on those little plastic yeah, things. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get out of the museum. Sorry, Chris. And uh, Chris, what's your next one? Um, so the next one, chronologically, is uh, on everybody's list. It's uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, spoiler and... alert. <laughs> okay, I already spoiled it when I said we shared one. Well, it could have been fucking Willow. <laughs> no. We all no. love Willow. Um, this is what really started my obsession with JRPG games. Um, and I still have somewhere tucked away my original Final Fantasy VII case and books and everything. Um, but this is this is where I started getting really like angsty teenagery. Like, that's starting to brood up. So my favorite character uh, was Vincent. I, w- I want to be Vincent. There's a lot of uh, online accounts that have similar names <laughs> to this character. Right, you should stop right there. Yeah, let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not make any mistakes here. <laughs> um, so that really, like, that really started my obsession with um, Square and their Final Fantasy games. Um, which led right into Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, and this was the first time that I played a game where I actually had to really think about what I was doing. And I will say that the first time I ran into this game, I couldn't beat the first level because I couldn't figure out what I was doing. I was pressing the buttons. I was like, why is this screen shaking and moving and rotating? What is happening? Um, but it became to a point of like, I bought the remaster of this game for the PSP. And I logged 400 hours into that game because I was mastering every class for every character, <laughs> unlocking all the hidden characters, getting all of their classes maxed, all their special weapons, things like that. I really started my obsession with these tactic style games, which I've played a few of them, but they're just not so many. Mm-hmm. But I really, really love that game. And then my last one is um i think it's also a re-release and it's monster hunter freedom united and it was on the psp and it was 
to the point where the servers for online gameplay were no longer available. But this is what started my Monster Hunter career. Mm. And since then, I've played almost every single one of them available to me. Like, just the endless grinding. Mm. It's just something that I want to do. It's happened to me twice. I bought Monster Hunter for PS2. Mm. Yep. Servers are already down when I got it, though. And then that also happened to Fantasy Star Online for GameCube. Mm. So. Yep. Yeah, a very heavy RPG-esque list for me. Oh, no, servers were up because you, you played and got hacked weapons for Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah, I play with people. I got some fucking dope-ass chainsaws. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, that place is the fucking Wild West when I was playing. Been all sorts of weirdos. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good list. Uh, surprisingly, my list is pretty diverse, although not console-wise. Um, okay, so I'm not going to go in chronological order because they're all kind of around the same time. Yes, they uh, are. And to put, to put kind of a thing on this, um, like I said, a lot of people, I, I feel like we're picking like their favorite games or whatever, which is fine, whatever. And I think you guys all like have really good reasons on why those those games are the ones you picked. Because there's so many games out there that you just be like, fucking four? What am I going to pick? Mm-hmm. I went through the same thing. I was thinking like, you know, back on Sega Genesis, those games like were, like, were where like I was like loving video games. Like Sonic the Hedgehog has to be on my list, right? I loved Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog, loved Sonic 2, loved Sonic 3. Those games were like amazing i should throw zelda on there fucking uh fucking you know mario 3 fucking super mario like mario 64 something mario 64 all these games i'm like man there's so so many early games that i should be throwing on my list but then i was like but where where did gaming fucking like like change in the sense of like i where it impacted me the most where like not where i started loving it but where like i was like fucking like obsessed with it and I think a really good example, it's funny, all my stuff is between 1997 and 1999. And in my opinion, this is the area where gaming changed from being toys for kids. And take that as you will. I don't mean that they are, but that was the intention. There's mm-hmm. obviously games out there that had deeper storylines and all kind of stuff. But like around the PlayStation era and the 64 era is when like the big dogs came out like we're making like entertainment that in the future will be the biggest selling fucking medium on the planet, which it is. And, uh, yeah. So during that time I played a game called Final Fantasy seven. Uh, I watched you beat it. I was really young at the time when, well, not really young, but I was, I was younger than you. I watched you beat the whole thing. Um, played it, uh, plenty of times, but like the first time I ever experienced it was watching you play it. And that game blew my fucking mind. Um, Prior to that, of course, there's RPGs. They've got stories, deep stories, whatever. But the way it's presented, the the whole system that became normal in Square games, Squaresoft games at the time, of like getting to that cinematic and seeing this like this amazing cinematic back in the day was almost like a reward mm-hmm. as you got further in the game. There's like this excitement of like, oh shit, when serious stuff happens, we're going to see it. We're not just going to read about it. Uh, the character design, everything about it was just like, it was at the time just so fucking like top notch triple A like like games were never like this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the different things you could go do, um, the stakes that were you know important, the loss of certain characters. I mean, even the beginning when like all of Avalanche is like getting killed or whatever, that was fucking insane. I was Chester like, replayed that part. as you're playing that part and everybody's just like on the ground like dying and shit. I was just like, what the fuck is happening, dude? 
Well, like, this, it's not just like a scene where someone goes and just blows up. Like, they're like, oh, God. Like, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, they're like I've been playing with these dudes for like hours. Now this is happening. Um, and as a kid that translated as an adult, it's like if I think back on any games that like, you know, really impacted me, Final Fantasy VII will always come up like top three always pop up and i don't think anything will ever do that closest thing in modern times that does that for me is games like the last of us mm -hmm. it's very rare most of those games are all back in like fucking 97 98 99 um so yeah final fantasy 7 has to be on my list it, it's 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 genre defining defining it's game defining and it's fucking defining for me as a gamer because i was like this is what games are now uh on the same note uh Metal Gear Solid, easy one to pick. That was the first one I thought of, and that was just out of my love for it. But then when I thought about it, it's funny. My favorite series of all time is Metal Gear Solid. Uh, all of them. If if I could, I just pick them all in there. But I had to, you know, really think about all the games that define me as a gamer. But when I first played Metal Gear Solid when I was a kid, I was like, "What is this shit?" And I stopped playing it. It's like, "Fuck this game. This game's taking too long. People are talking and shit. I don't like this." <laughs> How dare they? There's people on Codex going like. Colonel, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, get to it, man. Let me kill some shit. And, uh, and the whole stealth thing was like confusing. I was like, I can't, I, I don't just kill them. I'd go up and punch people and they'd be on the ground. I stopped playing it. I came back later, not that far later, but like I came back. I was like, I'm going to try this game again. And like I sat there and I just like actually like paid attention or whatever. And I was like, this is like a fucking movie. And back then that was like not common. Not at all. And then like, Played a little further, got the mechanics down. Back then, it was like a new thing. And just the fucking, the genius that that is, uh, we all love him now, but Hideo Kojima, this was like his magnum opus. I mean, this is like one of the greatest things he ever made. And uh, just getting that all the way back in the fucking late 90s uh, is insane. It was so ahead of its time. It's like seeing a glimpse into the future of what fucking video games would be. It's a game you can go back now and still play. And uh, that game just kind of elevated my expectation and standards of what I expect from from storytelling in a game, character development in a game, uh, just writing, gameplay, uh, the amount of content and like um, added things. Like there's so many small things that are in that game. Like it, it's just it's. It's an amazing game, obviously. Everyone's played it. Um, so, yeah, that, that just kind of set me on my path of seeking uh, higher art in games, I guess. Uh, next one is uh, 007, GoldenEye 007. Um, this was a very hard one for me because I'm a, a big shooter fan. Um, and I, <clears throat> I, I, I went through this whole thing of, like, what shooter am I going to pick? I have to pick a fucking shooter. I love shooters. Which one am I going to pick? Well, the first one I thought of, uh, oddly enough, was like Doom or Quake. And I was like, well, Doom is everybody's like genre-defining game. But Quake had an impact on me. Quake was like one of the first games. I was like, the, the ability to aim and jump and dodge and switch weapons uh, in a fast sense started bringing like a skill aspect that I'd never experienced before, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Doom and fucking Wolfenstein, you walk forward, you shoot things, you get behind the wall and they shoot back. But in this, I was like jumping off shit, shooting, trying not to get hit while hitting other things. There was a precision aspect to it that brought out a competitive part of me that I didn't know I had because when I was a kid, I wasn't, I was kind of a shy kid. So the idea of me being like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna win was kind of new to me. 
It's like going through puberty uh, in, a, in a video game. Uh, and then Quake 3 came out, and I fucking love Quake 3. It's so good. But then I also thought about Halo. Halo was was kind of like the first, in my opinion, like perfect, starting the standard, first-person shooter uh, for competitive players. I remember... Uh, skipping school and, and getting land parties uh, with multiple TVs and multiple consoles, and we would just fucking play it all day. And no one could beat me because you, you fucking suck. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are good times. But then I think back to why I even got there in the first place. And that's Goldeneye. I remember first playing Goldeneye and just being hooked. It was the first time uh, FPS played well on a console. They somehow managed to do it with that fucking octopus controller. Um, with those built for three handed people. Um, and, and it was, it was, it, it got to that point where like fucking you're playing with your friends, uh, four player, uh, split screen, fucking some assholes, uh, playing odd job, um, uh, every once in a while. Uh, but there, there was that, competitive edge to it there was there's the fun factor the wealth of fucking weapons and, and characters the excitement of, of different maps and uh and without that game i don't think i'd be as prepared for like the future of uh competitive shooters uh as i was so without that game i would have never gotten as into halo and halo 2 and then obviously the games now so it was a huge eye-opener and probably i think one of my first video game like addictions mm-hmm. I remember. I think it was for a lot of people. I remember when that game first came out; it was sold the fuck out. I couldn't get a copy, so I had grandma just like fucking rent it for like months. I did that with Fantasy Star Four. Like we just wouldn't take the like the the rental place in our area where we lived. They had one copy, and I was just renting it forever. And then finally, one Christmas or that Christmas, I got it, which was great because my grandma, I'm sure, was getting annoyed with fucking re-renting the same game over and over again. But I had to play it; I couldn't stop. So, uh, I mean, that's the only game I've done that with. So, uh, and then my last one uh, is is the most impactful, uh, almost in in all the games that I played. Uh, oddly enough, is Silent Hill, and the reason Silent Hill is so impactful to me is uh, first off, it's an amazing game, but um, I think it's one of the most unique and uh, amazing <laughs> uh, atmospheric and totally made games out there uh, it has a uh, a character and like atmosphere all of its own there's no other games like Silent Hill Silent Hill somehow just made a style horror game but in such a cool way that like no one could ever replicate it nobody uh, can make a game like it. It's scary. It's intriguing. It's mysterious. It's interesting. The characters um, are interesting. The psychology and the writing is fucking top notch. The people who made it were, were like the perfect team ever, and they got disbanded for some fucking reason. Uh, they made four amazing games of the same caliber each time. Silent Hill Two is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, they were so ambitious that they made like an open, open town. Uh, on PlayStation that you could like explore obviously the fogs there so you don't have to render as much but that was part of like the charm of it it was really fucking creepy and mysterious but another reason why it's defining for me is because uh, the visual uh, style and the musical style has influenced me outside of video games it uh, has influenced me in the way I uh, film things how I edit things and uh, a lot of the music I make so I mean like it's it's had an effect on my life it's really weird Silent Hill uh, has affected me artistically, uh, unlike anything else, really, and that's that's 
uh, from the guys who made Silent Hill, and then Akira Yamaoka, who made the soundtrack to all the Silent Hills. Uh, that motherfucker is a genius. One of the few uh, game soundtracks I, li- I can listen to outside of playing the game. So, Yeah. <clears throat> Far Cry 5 soundtrack. One of the games I can play from memory. Huh? One of the songs from the game I can play by memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can play a couple on guitar a uh, little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I've said this before a million times, but the soundtrack Silent Hill to me is 50% of the of the character of the game, and that's not taken away from the other thing. That's just how impactful it is. Without that music, it loses a lot of its uh, of its feng shui, the, the way it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Silent Hill is, is definitely uh, not just like a game-defining uh, or gamer-defining thing for me, but just in general, like artistically defining for me. It, it did a lot. I remember watching the trailer for uh, Silent Hill 3 and Silent Hill 4 and just being blown away with how it was made, the editing and the music. And the. it's not a traditional trailer. It's not. It's it's like this fucking bleak, obscure, macabre, like representation of the atmosphere of Silent Hill. It tells you nothing about the story. Oh, yeah. I, I actually it's funny because I remember I was working. Uh, I guess I could say I was working for GameStop at the time. And uh, that was when they used to do their promotional videos and actual VHSs and TVs in the windows. So when you walked by, you know, there was a TV playing their promotional video. And mm-hmm. I remember the Silent Hill, I think it's Silent Hill 4 one, where it had like the giant like crawling baby things where their heads were constantly oh, shaking wow. and shit. Love it. It was creepy. I couldn't believe we were just playing that for everyone to watch as they were walking by the store. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, even as someone who can't play those games, I, I think Silent Hill is a very impactful game in uh, the survival horror genre uh, and in gaming in general. Uh, Dude, Silent Hill 2 is always number one on every list of best survival horror games of all times. <sighs> and it should be. Well, absolutely. I got to put, a, I gotta put the, the, it out there. Two of your games are, are Konami games. Yeah, the, imagine why I fucking hate them. You heard the other slap in the face, right? Sorry, changing subject really fast, but they're making a game. Yeah, mobile. Fucking Castlevania on your cell phone. People are really upset about that, and I'm only upset about it because Konami's going to bastardize oh, it. Gonna but it. Platinum Games also has a mobile game coming out. I'm interested in that one. Sure, I would like World to of s- Demons. I, do, the fuck. I, I like the idea of supporting Platinum Games, though. Yeah, I won't even touch the fucking Castlevania game. Yeah, That's how much Konami has... Like just kind of pissed off, uh, and I'm not even like those aren't games for me. Mm-hmm. Is, but I still have that appreciation for them, and I still have that uh, anger towards. It's not even the, necessarily even just the way they they treated their franchise; it's the way they treated their fan base. And it, it's just I don't know. Anyways, Konami's like the ultimate fucking villain in anything because like they, they fucked up bad. They, they got to the point where you love them, and then they fight, they're Griffith from fucking Berserk, and then they did terrible things to you and your loved one. They did. They did. They did. Uh, I, I'm guts. <laughs> hey, full circle is great. I'm fucking, I'm talking about shit I love. Um, but yeah, those are my games. Uh, like I said, I had to really think about this a lot. I'm sure you guys did as well. But like, I was at first, I had like, I was like, eh, Halo, fucking Metal Gear Solid. I'm gonna throw a couple of games. I was gonna throw Armored Core in there for a while because I love Armored Core. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, it just blew my fucking mind. But like I said, the whole vetting process of like what was the most impactful ones where are those benchmarks i mean they all happened in fucking 97 to 99 in that area i was just like 
And there were so many games like this coming out at that time. Like that was like the fucking golden era mm-hmm. of like just video games in general. You guys want to, uh, this is a little spontaneous, I'm sorry, but you guys want to do like, I don't know, two honorable mentions real quick? Uh, you guys go and I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, for me, it's actually pretty easy. Uh, Boulder's Gate, the PC game. Uh, isometric Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I, I don't even know like how to explain its impact on me so much as like I, I kind of got into the Dungeons and Dragons like uh, books, specifically Drizzt or Orden books, and I was really into them. I didn't really play a lot of actual pen and paper. Um, and then I had a, a guy I went to high school with, and he was like, hey, I, you know, I got the, this game, blah, blah, blah. You should come over and try it sometime. So I went over, and I tried Boulder's Gate on PC. And I remember just falling in love with it. Like, you got to make your character. You got all these cool characters with you that you got to choose the paths they were taking as they were leveling up. And you got to make, uh, you know, conversation choices which obviously is like such a staple in gaming now mm-hmm. and i'm sure a lot of people when they think of this type of game they think of like fallout one and two for me it's boulder's gate and icewind dale some people didn't play fallout one and two though it's weird everybody played fall three and beyond yeah um but that was huge i have for josh me. to think about fallout um, one and two and and i think we've had this conversation i think it was with all mix i actually about how it's a, such a niche um game type now it that if fallout would have taken that route it it, it probably wouldn't have succeeded yeah uh, although now we live in a time where there's games like that now like wasteland 2 and uh what's the one that has the second one out now divinity divinity which yeah. i want to play the second one it's supposed to be really good and then was that pillars of eternity that's another one i think like so that. yeah so yeah. It, but yeah i i just uh i learned a lot about like uh that was kind of my push into western rpgs mm-hmm. um so that's a big one for me and then my other one is um Fantasy Star as a series, but I'm going to specifically say, even though I, I should say Fantasy Star 4, I already picked an RPG like that. Fantasy Star Online was a big one because that was kind of the beginning of lobby-based um, online games. Oh, shit. So That's a good one because yeah. that's the reason why I love Warframe. I love fucking Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. I love games like Vindictus. Yep. The, the my lobby. Butter. Uh, I've, I put so many hours into Fantasy Star Online over the years, I've actually been tempted to reinstall it recently. I'd play right fucking now. Um, it's amazing. It, you And the formula is so ridiculously simple. It's crazy. Yeah. But you get in a group with four people. I'm sure you all know how Monster Hunter works. It's the same thing. You go, mm-hmm. you pick a mission, you do it, and you get loot. I mean, yep. it's so fucking fun. And it just works. It still God, works, obviously, because Monster Hunter is successful as hell. They should release that on mobile. And just have four player co op. Fantasy Star Online Two ha- is playable on mobile in Japan. And fuck them. So that's never come out here. It isn't. Come on, Sega. They're gonna You're do bringing a- Shenmue, but you can't bring Fantasy Star. Come on. Yeah, one was weird. That's just like, yeah, we're gonna bring that over, and I was like, cool. I'm I'm excited for that. But fucking like a long time ago, they're like PSU PSO Two is coming out. And over there, and, and then like, radio silence. Years later, I checked their website. It's like coming soon. I'm like. You said that already. Yeah, man, it's not. It's so yeah, those are my two honorable mentions because those are really big games in my life. So. Okay, I got to say mine uh, before I lose them. Uh, oh, shit. 
Uh, <clears throat> okay, so honorable mention, and I just thought of this one, but I and I wouldn't have thought of it earlier. But uh, Elder Scrolls uh, Morrowind, mm. Morrowind uh, was fucking a revolution, man. That was the first time I ever lived in a world that wasn't here. Uh, never experienced anything like that prior to that. Obviously, there was games like that before with the other other Elder Scrolls, but not to that degree. Um, I still have stories that I'll tell if I'm talking about games like that uh, to this day that have to do with Morrowind. Uh, I'll make references to Morrowind. Um, I think tonally, uh, Morrowind is one of the most um, interesting uh, fantasy worlds that isn't like high fantasy. It's just like, you know, medieval fantasy with, you know, different types of, um, you know, races. But, uh, but yeah, I got, I got a big love for, um, for, for uh, Morrowind. It's, it's the best Elder Scrolls game, in my opinion. No fucking contest, nothing close. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how many hours I put in that game. I mean, Oh God. Yeah. I love that game um, to death. And, uh, and yeah, and that was Xbox, I think and PC that I was playing that on uh, back and forth. I remember how many discs that was like four fucking discs on PC, which is ridiculous. It was a dark ages, man. Oh yeah. Um, and then my other one is like every other game ever. Cause I am like struggling to fucking pick one, but uh, I mean, I, I, she already picked PSO. So I'm not going to say that. Cause I was going to say, Fuck it. Uh, uh, PSU. I'm going to go with PSU. PSO is awesome. Uh, PSU I spent a lot of time in. Um, if there's like an MMO that you lived in, Final Fantasy XI or whatever, people who were like, wow, that was PSU for me. Uh, Fantasy Star Universe, which was the uh, cousin of Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was PS2 era, um, so the graphics were like that. Um, it had a better combat system. Um more actiony though is less nuanced with the timing button thing. Um, kind of carried on the legacy of PSO uh, in a fresher way, and I played the fuck out of that game. I have very, very fond memories of playing that game with Josh. Josh would play it on PS2. I played it on my PC, and uh, we would just spend hours and hours and hours. And the thing that I miss about games like that is the social aspect. So the game itself is really fun. I could play it, blah, 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 blah. But just running into all these random people uh, and having all these weird adventures and fucking evicting people out of the houses and shit because I did that because I'm an asshole. Um, I'll just walk to people's houses and fucking yell at them and they'll be like, whoa, 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 get out of my house. I'm like, you get the fuck out of your house. And then they'd leave. And I'm a dickhead for that. But I was young. Um, but yeah, I got, there's, I got so many stories from PSU. It's stupid. Uh, so that's that's like my big like MMO live-in uh, game. Uh, like that but yeah that game that game was uh i'm still i'm still looking for that game i still want another game like that i'm chasing after that fucking that first high that i got from psu i don't know if i'll ever get it so i mean that's final fantasy 11 for me i as much as i love final fantasy 14 i think it's a much better playing game Mm. the experience isn't there for me i would say yeah it's like 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 i said it's that first high man that first time they nail it and you fucking experience that you try and get it again and the game can be close or whatever but like it's just not it. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's like a drug. You get enough time to think of an honorable mention or two? Yep, I got two. I got two. Um, <clears throat> well, I did really enjoy Silent Hill, like you did. Um, I, I couldn't play them. I was just, they, they, I try, I play them in the dark with headphones just to get that full immersion, and I get too, too into it. But uh, the, the honorable mentions I have are, um, it's cliche, but World of Warcraft really changed the way I played games. Um, it became more of a, the social aspect of the game. Um, I even was planning things outside of the game with my friends to do in-game. Mm. <laughs> um, it became almost an obsession. 
and I was playing it back on dial-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my mom yelling at me, get off the damn internet, I'm trying to make a phone call. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't, I'm in the middle of the quest, but it, it really changed um, a lot of things for me as far as gaming and social aspect of things go. Um, <clears throat> and my second one um, is Mortal Kombat, but uh, in particular Mortal Kombat 3, because that's um, that really ignited like the fighting genre for me, um, and that particular style, like Tekken and things like that, they're fun. Soul Calibur is great, things like that, but they're too technical for my liking. What? Personally, what? I kind of like that button mashy aspect of Mortal Kombat. Um, Not anymore. And three really kicked it off for me with the, the roster of characters and the background of how they're all interconnected. And then the movie came out, and it was just like this, this, this onslaught of horrible, horrible game movie this that I really enjoyed. That was the time to be a fan of Mortal Kombat, man. I remember fucking, there's so much Mortal Kombat, like movies oh. and fucking oh. games coming out. It was the, the naughty game to play, though. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Grand Theft Auto took it. Mm-hmm. All the kids were like, Mammy, I want to play the naughty game. <laughs> I had all of them. I had the, the original for the Super Nintendo. I, I had, had the first two. Two, three. And then I skipped all the ones that are apparently really, really bad. Yeah. And every time you keep saying things, I start thinking of other games. I'm like, oh, that's another one. That's another one. I We should just like fucking do a segment where I pick one of the old legendary games and we'll fucking talk about it. Cause, like, ranting. Yeah, because like you said Grand Theft Auto. Welcome Grand Theft to Auto. Grandpa Cast where we talk about how old we are. Grand Theft Auto 3 was a fucking, was a goddamn, I said earlier, it was a goddamn revolution. I remember waiting for that game and just, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this game is going to be fucking real. They're going to release a game like that. Like, like, and then like it got close and then there was a demo unit in GameStop and I was like, I have to play it. I have to try it. Like, I got to know. And I played, I was like, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I couldn't wait. And then I got the, got my copy and I was just like, I couldn't stop playing it. (laughs) That's the story. I still, I still been chasing that high. <laughs> Forever. We gotta stop though, because I could. Yeah. I literally, I thought of other things too, and I was just like, I, I don't hey, know you still gotta edit. Yeah, Soul Calibur too. Yeah. Soul Calibur is the best fighting game ever made, and not only just because of the mechanics, but the music and the visuals and the fucking larger than life fucking uh, soul still burns. Yeah, still burns to me. They ain't got movies. They ain't got what? They ain't got no movies good although i did an episode where i talked about how they could do that yeah yeah he did so, yeah even street fighters got a movie yeah fucking horrible shitty one i love it i i know it's, it's an so awful bad. movie so but bad. it is so fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go the movie's offensive bison's ass. <laughs> i'm gonna kick bison's ass so so hard <laughs> The fu- I don't know what accent I'm doing, but he's he sounds ridiculous. He's fucking <laughs> and poor fucking. Oh god, I forgot his name. Well, Julia. Yeah. Oh, what a what a way to go after that. <laughs> How'd he go? He, that was, was his last movie, wasn't it? Oh, movie. I thought you were talking about the way he died. I was like, would he get electrocuted? No, I just but just imagine being that guy and like everyone like you know. 
Heavy. He's a high up coming off like Adam's family and things that like movie that. didn't deserve his fucking prowess. That guy he, would put his all and in. Then everything. he was fucking in that movie, which, like I said, I love, but that is not a good. I movie. was just <laughs> Gomez Adams dressed like M Bison. Yeah. <laughs> Put that fucking smile at the time. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, no, it's great. It's awful and great at the same time. We should go back at some po- point, watch some of those old video game movies, and then fucking grade them. Okay. I have all the Mortal Kombat movies. I'm pretty sure. I have the internet. Pretty sure I own I will, Street Fighter and the Super Mario movie. I will. I will do things that makes them not get money. <laughs> that movie's a fucking disaster, and we're, and the world would be better without it. That movie's a fucking travesty. Is a goddamn insult to humanity. We we've been evolving for fucking so long as a species and that piece of shit got fucking created that set us back like a couple million years um oh god the evolution where the fuck they say mm-hmm. it's stupid smooth head and oh <laughs> John Leguizamo and um Bob Hoskins uh were just drunk every single day filming that People Bob, Ho- Bob Hoskins too. broke his fucking hand in like yeah. a, a van door because he was drunk and they slammed it on there and busted the fucker. The the uh, two directors were like a husband and wife who had never even played the fucking games. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like you should watch some shit that, that on it. That movie should not exist. Like, they, it, like it, it shouldn't even have, like been able to come out. That, that movie, if it was made by some other country, would have been a fucking a declaration of war. <laughs> <laughs> on everybody who ever enjoyed that fucking game. It's fucked. That movie, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I'd fucking try and find a way to just, like, pretend to like it. I was like, I don't get why this isn't like Mario, but it's Mario, so I gotta like it. And then as I got older, I'm like, what the fuck is this? How did you, how could you do this to me? You ruined my childhood. The whole thing. Everything I've said this whole episode was good. All fucking wasted with that nuke that went off. Dennis Hopper? How the fuck they get him? <laughs> the, fu- the fucking T-Rex? Is that supposed to be Yoshi? Yeah. What do they call uh, 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 Daisy? Uh-huh. John Lang was a Daisy! Daisy! Anyway. Daisy. That's a fun game. Alright. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I think it's a good place to end it. I think so. Fuck you, whoever made that movie. If you watch this, look at me. I'm telling you right now. You can go fuck yourself. That's the one subscriber I don't need. Okay? It's two people. You think both of them are alive? I don't fucking After know. the Russian mafia saw that, you think they let one of, both of them live? I think they had to make a fucking point. The other one's in hiding. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Cast, episode 60. Let us know in the comments what is your game struck for. Tell us all four of them. Go into detail as much as you want, if you want to. Here um, or Discord. Or Discord, yeah, join us there. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let, let us know what you thought of our uh, picks. Let us know what you thought of our fucking going down memory lane, the museum of, uh, of gaming. Um, and yeah. That's going to do it. So uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out the streams at uh, 
Tasty Senpai, all one word, on Twitch. Uh, hit the notification button so you know when I go live. Make sure to check out Chris at Tasty underscore Fruit. Also hit the notification button so you know when he goes live. And join the Discord. But uh, until the next episode, which will be next Tuesday, uh, stay tuned uh, on Twitch because I will be streaming uh, God of War and probably Monster Hunter. Uh, until then, my name is Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And uh, have a good weekend, guys. Take it easy.